You are now tuned into Basic Concepts. Yeah, boy! Yo, check it. Are we here? Are we? We should be. Cool. All right, well, uh, episode 44. We made it to another one. Oh, excuse this mic placement. I was fucking around with the mic trying to figure out a good placement and... Uh, I tried to flip it around, I tried to do some real funky shit, and it just didn't work out for me, so. (laughs) Now we're back to square one. Um, I was watching some podcasts, and I saw everybody has their, like, mic come from the top or whatever, so I tried that, but the way this is, it just wasn't worth it. Just go with what you know. I got my sound effects. Yeah, boy! So Flavor Flav will be joining us today. Okay, today's episode, yes or no, okay or not, overrated, underrated, good, bad, the dualities. Um, before we get into anything, into housekeeping, if you'd like to donate, uh, there's a donate link below. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to get a chaotic eyeball for this thing so I can get rid of some of this excess sound that you don't hear. Maybe you'll, you hear it and you know you don't, but I do my best to engineer the excess shit out of here. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, some real, real, everything always is like serious. I mean, at least in my head, I, I do this because, I mean, I could be making jokes. It Things are pretty funny how crazy things are, but um, I have a few questions to pose, Philo- philosophical questions, if you will. Um, this is following the passing of Nipsey Hussle, and I don't want to beat this too crazy on the head. I just want to pose some ideas and I want to take the opportunity to speak my mind about a certain issue related. So first and foremost, like I said before, rest in peace to this man. Um, there was a lot of immediate knee-jerk reaction that was conspiracy related. And conspiracy related to like food, like, like, like uh, the, this documentary, Dr. Sebi documentary about food and health awareness and you know the government conspiracy poison and there's all this stuff and there's like this you know this guy nipsey hustle who's a who's a rapper and also like a a he's a he's an african immigrant that does a lot for his community and or he did a lot for his community and he did so much good that this random act of violence that was acted out against him it almost seemed like it was like it was almost like he didn't really have it was like almost uncalled for well it's, it is uncalled for and and the idea is people thought it was like government conspiracy and i just was like curious why people immediately thought it was the government i don't know who you thought it was i don't know if you're familiar with the situation you can google it nipsey hustle um but why did people immediately think like conspiracy And why even, why are people still saying conspiracy? I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. I am, I just think we don't know. And I think that if you look at the information, if you look at all the, the, not the facts, but yes, the data points, it's easy to conclude a lot of stuff about the situation. It's easy to conclude things that you could be doing for yourself that are unrelated to the actual killing of Nipsey Hussle. And I think that's what's important. And if you don't really get what I mean, um, 
it's it's hard for me to talk about because these issues are fucking jarring. You know, it's like you're either on this side or you're on that side, and then or you're fucking confused, and then you're picking sides, and that's worse. So, the documentary that he was go- doing well before he passed for a, a a a seemingly like a street dude who just got released from jail apparently and. You know, just like, you know, street shit. Some dude got mad and killed him. But he was working on this documentary that was, like, related to this doctor who had also been mysteriously murdered. But this guy was murdered because of what he was working on, which was, like, health-related. He was doing a lot of, like, holistic, herbal type of, like, healing stuff outside of the country. And he learned it from, like, you know, a Mexican doctor. And it had healed him from all these things that the government was trying to, like, give him pills and medication and and trying to heal them different ways for and he's very big on like not drinking cow's milk and 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 all that stuff and i say all that stuff is because that stuff is very real and and so the documentary being out would would maybe inform some people who didn't who didn't know about these kind of things like like big companies trying to shut down people who have ideas that are not really pro whatever the economy is in America or the, in like big capitalism, big dollars. It doesn't really like, it's not country specific. But here's the thing. That content, this is my opinion, that content's related to like, like v- vegan lifestyle and like, and like, yeah, it's alkaline related, but it's like, yo, most of Dr. Sebi's message is like, don't eat meat or don't eat, drink cow milk like and cheese. And it's not like, oh, don't do it because you're better than someone. Yo, the shit was just, it's just not for humans. Like if, you, if, it's, if it's in a human, it fucks up shit. You get all types of bad fucking poop. You get all types of, it like crystallizes your pineal gland and it like clots up your mucous membranes it does a lot to you that's bad it just is more bad than than good inflammation there's just a lot of bad and i'm no like my my wife is a nutritionist so i know this by 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 proxy and and i'm a vegan by proxy right but even saying that shouldn't be like fucking you're over there or you're over there it used to be like that because in the 90s everybody was eating shit (laughs) there were healthy people but like there was this big cultural stigma about vegetables. It's like I don't want my vegetables, mom. And then you know you can't get up from the table until you finish your shit. It's because all the good stuff that mom was giving you just was so pumped full of like sugar, like addictive, like actual drugs. It's not a secret. So you get addicted to the drugs and then not saying that the vegetables don't also have drugs in it, blah, 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 blah. But it becomes this back and forth of like, where did we all go wrong? And it's, and it's, and it what related to this Nipsey Hustle issue is like pe- people, black people, white people, whoever, were so quick to, to say conspiracy because it's easy to look at the pieces and say, oh man that's a good reason for someone to like you know get into a tumble with the with the government i mean look what he was working on and this is really hard to talk about uh, and this is why i don't usually do podcasts i do appreciate your patience you know with me through these kind of things 
Uh, the idea is that I don't think enough people are proactive in their own life related to these issues for anyone to 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 be vocal about a conspiracy because when you say conspiracy you are you're saying you think that there's something wrong like someone's lying or someone's like this like someone's conspiring to do something some evil plot and when you look at this Nipsey Hussle issue and you ask, well, what's the evil plot? It's like, well, the evil plot is, and then you look at the documentary information. You don't need to see the documentary to know what's in it. You can Wikipedia that shit. Oh, Wikipedia is run by... No, it's people run. People. We're all people. So are the people in government. They're all people. Unless you think they're fucking lizard aliens, and then you're the crazy one. But to not... I digress. I'm just saying. With this issue, the documentary is about... N- not consuming the shit that the government is 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 or the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, you know, the, the when I say government, it's like the people who get paid by lobbyists to make certain rules about certain things. Remember the food pyramid? <laughs> I'm not saying the food pyramid was wrong, but at a certain point you have to ask yourself what about eating meat and drinking milk is 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 dope. So I don't know. It tastes good, but it's like uh, I, I don't like talking about this because it becomes like this weird vegan rant. I'm coming to you from a a a recent vegan convert by not by choice, but kind of by proxy. You know, I wouldn't have been vegan or done vegan activities or been you know like like lived a vegan lifestyle if my wife didn't also make that choice when i met her she wasn't like that she's german she was into bratwurst and and pepperoni slices and, and all types of like stuff like that and to be honest it doesn't matter the reason anybody's vegan right like it's the same shit it's like a it's like it has to do with consumption so it's important to people like consumption is an important thing it's like religion and 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 food not go hand in hand but it's like consumption it's what you put in your mind and your in your body and your spirit you know in the last episode i was saying you're literally a brain inside of this vessel with veins coming out the bottom so when you think about like that and life and death and all this kind of shit you know you have never killed a chicken you've never killed a chicken you have never killed a chicken you have never killed a chicken. and for all of those of you that have killed a chicken what percentage of chicken have you killed that you've eaten? And I'm not saying like like that's see that's the thing and like and even at this point in the juncture, this is my perspective, but it's like <laughs> I personally think you should only you should only eat what you kill. And well, and if you're like, well, it's not convenient for you to kill chickens, it's like, well, there's a fine line between convenience and fucking excess. <laughs> There's a fine line between convenience and conveyor belts with with the saw, like a like a kill saw, and, and then all these like chickens just being fucking run down a conveyor belt and getting their beaks cut off, or getting their heads cut off for the next slit. Doesn't matter, like whatever it is, 
thousands of thousands of thousands. Yo, how many people does McDonald's serve a day? Like, look at their number. What do they say? They're proud of it. Think about how many animals have to be, like, slaughtered for that to happen. So that's one, like, reason. Like, just complete and utter animal domination and slaughtering and that kind of shit. The only reason I'm saying that that is bad and hypocritical is because a lot of people really care about dogs and, and cats and fucking like gerbils and shit a lot of people really like give a shit about like like animals fuck cute animals animals right even if you love dogs and you fucking hate cats you don't eat cats <laughs> Even if you're a cat lover and you think dogs are dumb, you don't fucking, like, kill dogs and eat them. And don't. And here's the thing. There are people that do, and you think those people are weird. And if you're one of those people, there's something that you think is weird. Like, everybody has a preference, and it's all based upon culture. So when you put culture, like, oh, we've been doing this, you know, and this has been happening for so long, and then, you know, now we still do it. That kind of shit's just weird. Because you don't really do it. You just benefit from it. You just benefit from like this like violent situation. And that is, it's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, like, it's like, well, you got to fucking go <laughs> stop buying things that, that are related to like killing animals. You don't have to. You don't have to. I don't think you have to. I do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Um, in my household, that's what we do. That's what we recently have done. But I was raised Muslim, man. There's like, you know, no pork. Granted, like, there's, there's, you know, chicken and beef and goat and all this stuff. But, yo, did you know in Islam, there's a tradition, like a yearly thing um, related to, like, the stories related to Abraham and the sacrifice and all this stuff. Did you know that there, you know, uh, there's a, it's like, I don't know if it's a, a law, but it's kind of like, custom or something where you have to slaughter a lamb or a goat or, or you know a calf for your family yeah the dog we're in Puerto Rico donate now to uh, help me get that chiatic eyeball So, yeah, that, that made me lose my train of thought. Okay, so the family. So, so it's custom that he has to, like, slaughter a, a, a calf for the family. And if he can't, if he can't do it, he can get someone to, to proxy do it for him. So, I don't know whether you don't have access to it. Yo, there are slaughtering halls in New York, like, in Bay Ridge and in uh, um, 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 Bushwick. There are slaughtering halls. Like for chickens, poultry, you know, cows and all this stuff. And I'm not saying this is like, oh, it's so terrible. I just, my dad took me to one when I was growing up. Because um, I remember we had to get it done. And, and in the religion, you can get somebody to proxy do it for you. And we had somebody do it. Because not that my dad doesn't want to get his shit bloody, but nobody wants to get their shit bloody and, and messy. And he may do it wrong. And he's not a fucking pro. And, you know, we're not, we are not in the time where it's necessary to do that shit. Right? Right? That's the thing. We are not in a place in time where it's, like, necessary to just go around fucking poking cows in the neck and fucking cutting them open and taking the fucking coats and the, you know, it's just like, 
Computers are way better at doing shit related to that now. I mean, not related to killing bulls or anything, just related to like helping you get whatever you need from that you would think you'd need from a from a fucking cow or a cow teat. And and we had somebody like slaughter the bull for us, and my dad wanted me to see that. He didn't want me to see that because he thought it was better. Uh, you know, I'd be a better person or whatever. It, it was just something that he he wanted me to be aware of, and I think that's the idea. Also, is this fact of like sacrifice? You know, you, it's like it seems. I mean, I won't get into the things related to the sacrifice that made me weird about that. I just got a little lightheaded because that fucking was weird about that kind of stuff. Um, but when you talk about sacrificing a life, you know, and then, and then you're supposed to like feed your family or two or, you know, you could do one slaughter for two families and shit like that. You know, it gets really economical really quick. It isn't like, oh, you should go and just buy cheeseburgers, you know? It isn't like, oh, you should go and just get like meat. And I know this is turning into like this like quasi vegan rant. I'm just I'm just explaining like where I exist. I'm just explaining where I exist within the, the world. I see the vegans. I see the non-vegans. I used to be a non-practicing vegan. There are orthodox vegans. There's levels to veganism. And just like there's. I mean, not levels to vegetarianism, but, you know, it's like a level of how much you're willing to sacrifice the things that you enjoy or things that you love or whatever, like, your, you know, your time. It's like there's still people that think Whole Foods is the only place you can get Whole Foods. And that's fucking retarded. That's so retarded. Like, people don't even know what Whole Foods is. And I'm not talking about the stuck in store. Fuck the store. Like, learn what a Whole Food is. Like, that's it. And I'm not saying learn what a vegetable looks like, but it's like, yo, I'm not, it's, it's sad that people don't have time to cook and prepare meals for themselves and figure out the source of where their shit comes from. And so you have that disconnect. It's convenient to have the disconnect and you have the disconnect. You're always on the go. You always got shit to put in your system, but like, yo, just like for one second. And this is, this is the last thing I'm going to say about the vegan thing. And and I have to say this because this is what I'm talking about related to like, if you're going to stand up for somebody like not just like black men getting shot. Yeah, because I'm because when I bring this point home, you're gonna understand why this is like really poignant to me. So think about this. Imagine like it. Oh, there's just a cow, a lady cow, and she's just a lady cow. She's all grown, no milk, whatever, because she doesn't have any kids. And then for some reason, there's a demand for milk. Because there always has been a demand for milk ever since when they started realizing that there's milk in the in the cow's teeth that can be used as a replacement for mo- for mothers who can't give milk or whatever. Whatever the fuck. However it started, millions of ways around the world, there's a demand for milk. So, the farmer goes, puts a big-ass glove on, gets some fucking male bull sperm, puts it in the female cow. And then make a baby. The baby's born. The mother's all pregnant for all the nine months. She gives birth. Then they just take the baby and go kill it and make steak. Or they let it be raised a little bit until it's healthy enough to even walk a little bit. And then they take the baby and go make steak. 
And then they start milking the mother to make milk. And so now she's babyless. And she's just getting her milk, udders milked for whatever, however long she can. And then they get her pregnant again, like immediately after that. And there's like a whole slew of cows like this that they just do this over and over. And you've seen it. They're just lined up. So when you go buy ice cream or you go buy like anything with milk or dairy in it and you see the pretty picture of one fucking cow in the middle of the fucking field, it's just false advertising. It's just misleading. It's just not pretty if they show you the real picture of what the fucking cow looks like that milk is going in the fucking ice cream. And I honestly, I don't blame them, but this is where the difference is. Like, this isn't like America's like, ah, I don't blame them. You know, it's for his business. Like, I wouldn't do this for my business. But it's like, yo, so where? Do we draw the line for what's good for good business or not? You know what I mean? Like if somebody had slaves, is that like good or not? I'm not saying animal fucking rights is, is slave rights, you know, but I'm pretty sure if you like gave the cow a choice, it would be with the, the, the baby. It's a baby and feeding its own baby with its own teeth. I'm just, you know, I think what if it was you? What if there was some alien race? alien to us right but they just come and fucking scoop us all up and they're like their tit milk tastes so good and they're just like getting our woman pregnant killing the ones that don't get pregnant and murdering the dudes that do and eating the dudes that do don't that whatever fuck keeping all this male sperm getting women pregnant and then taking their like the kids and doing the same shit and just taking the, the others and putting the women up to like a machine and just milking it you know it's just weird it's just weird it's just weird right i told this to my father and he was like bursting he was like laughing hilariously he was like laughing crying uncontrollably because your brain you're like you it's cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance is the biggest thing that america myself you know capitalism you know you have to disconnect in order to like make as much money as possible sometimes like that's the sad part and as long as there's a demand there will be a supply you know the only re- way these wouldn't happen if nobody paid for it but that's this is why i get like up like like this because you don't need nipsey fucking hustle to die in order for you to realize this this exists you don't need a, a rapper or you don't need nick cannon to make a documentary for you to for you to know that this stuff is exists for you to know that that's that, that shit ain't good for you but it's easy as long as other people are still smoking like cigarettes then you're good you know but it's like well you know cancer is just the new thing now and it's what the fuck ever that's what you want that's what you want but when people like argue the alternative like oh I, I don't know where to get good food from or even the vegetables have gmos or whatever no you just have to try harder and like research more and look more and fucking like really think about what you're putting in your body that's it that's that's it but I, but you know everybody doesn't have to do that so here's the questions i pose you know i super digress i pose this um should messages only be good is it okay to have any message you know what i mean nipsey hustle he's passed why do people not trust the government so much so that they chose to make that the frontline issue of his death like is it really that you want a good and bad good versus evil story so hard is it 
Like I, I, not to say I don't understand it. I just don't understand. Is it just because he's black and you know, and he had a message that he shouldn't die? I didn't. I'm not saying he should die. I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? I don't know the details. I was not there, so I don't know. I don't think he should be dead. I don't think anybody should die. But I know that something happened. So something pushed somebody to shoot somebody violently. Six times, one in the head, kicked him in the head after. Violently. Violently. And you can say all types of stuff about where was his peoples and what happened to this, that, or the other. You can say what you want. I don't know what happened, right? But why is it easy to push the good versus evil conspiracy kind of story? Like the silence, he was silenced. Like what kind of messages get you silenced? Vegan messages? Um, no, he was doing a lot more for his hood. He was blah, 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 blah. Okay. So it wasn't a documentary. It was, it was everything. Like what, what was it? that the government needed Nipsey Hussle to not exist. And I'm only asking that because I, I, have, I can answer that. But it's not just a simple answer. It's like, well, most people don't practice ve- like veganism. Like most people are like, Most people do not think about what they consume enough for them to just be like thinking about a conspiracy. Like they think about the conspiracy more than they think about the changing their diet. And that's the slave part. You don't even realize you're the slave already. I could be a slave to something too. I fucking am using YouTube and Google and all this shit. Like, I, yes, I get it. We're all a part of the machine. But how much of the, of how much, how much pain are you in that you need to heal with a, with a, a slice of pizza? Is your pain greater than the pain that the animals went through, right? It's That's the logic of the vegan shit. That's one version of the logic. I will not even get into the the economic or the not economic. It's the um, global warming shit. It's, it's not economic. What's the fucking word I'm looking for? Ecological, yeah, the ecology, right? Think about what it means to use energy to prepare, um, like produce. I think about a farmer. He has to use water. He has to use maybe electricity for some of the shit that he needs to do. He has to use gas and all this stuff. Resources. He uses a certain amount of resources to make vegetables and grass and shit and, and produce, right? And then. It's like, let's say that number is 10, right? 10 earth units. It takes 10 earth units to make a bunch of vegetables. So we could take the vegetables and we could eat them, and that will cost us 10 earth units, and earth units are equated to like the amount of CO2 gas that's released. But then you consider the amount of like chicken and beef and, and meat that people eat, right? And what do those animals eat? Well, they have to eat produce or, or, or vegetables and shit, because we tried feeding them themselves once and we got a really bad outbreak of mad cow disease and shit and, and crazy animals because we tried it already and it didn't work. But the idea is 
you use 10 units now to, to make produce for people, and then you use 10 units, or if not 100 units, or 50 units, or they're made up units, but you use more units to make more produce because you have to feed the animals. And people are eating way more fucking beef and chicken and, and all this like this shit way more than they're eating vegetables. So, so let's say you have 10 units and another 10 units. I won't be unfair. So now you have 20 units of, of, of earth, of earth unit, like, like energy source. And then you have an additional 10 units because you now you have to like raise all the animals and the chickens and the stuff. And so you, so now instead of just what would be 10 or 20 units of feeding people sustainably, which if you, if you converted a lot of the, the shit to, to green, I mean, it doesn't take a scientist to tell you that converting shit to green is just better for the earth. It would cost less earth units to do to do that on the green part. And that's the, what we're talking about. So I'm not, I, I just see data points. I'm not saying that's a fact. My 30 point unit analogy isn't like the do all to end all. I'm just saying think about the resources required to we're just basically doubling up the amount of work required the amount of resources we need to feed people things that they just want to have if they just want to have why because people just want to have it things like that and i'm only saying that because that's just one like anti-argument you know most people are not like unaffected by by vegan thought process you know it's it's not like um this isn't jarring you know when somebody brings up vegan issues people who are on one side or another it's your lifestyle you know it's, it's being challenged and i don't think that i think there are fucking just as many stupid vegans as there are fucking stupid meat eating people it's like a percentage wise i think there's just as there's an equal amount of dumbasses in every fucking school of thought and every fucking cult and every fucking level of government and every fucking family and ev- everywhere there's just an equal amount of dumbasses you know, the dumbasses on both sides are just fucking stupid. And that's just what it is. I don't and I'm not sitting here being like, oh, well, you should have a balance. No, I'm saying that if you pay money for a product that was involved in this like animal mistreatment, it is the equivalent of doing the same shit if it was like a company that abused people. And then if you and if your initial reaction is to like look at me and think about what I'm doing, that's like oppressing someone, you're fucking backwards. <laughs> if your initial knee-jerk reaction when somebody brings these up things is to look at other people and be like, well, they're not fuck you. That's all I'm saying. The nerve. Because because we're here together, asshole. Like, it's not about only calling people out. It's about behaving in a way that other people may want to emulate or copy or something. Like, if it's dope, you know? So so I just, you know, I, 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 I would hope that this Nipsey Hussle situation creates a whole bunch of black vegans, you know? And a whole bunch of, like, people who would just stop and, and boycott, like, all types of really, really nasty companies. But I don't foresee it. I just don't foresee it. I just think people like a good story. They like a good conspiracy. They like a good, you know. And, and granted, that's what makes the best conspiracies because it's the easiest ones to hide. But yo, you know what they always say: if you want to hide something from from 
dumbass motherfuckers put in a book. Well, the saying is you want to hide something from niggas, but niggas are across all fucking color spectrums. Just like I said, they're that percentage of people in a, in a group of people that are the dicks. Don't be a dick. And I don't mean like, oh, you're my nigga type dicks. Those, that's a different. I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. That's it. I just wanted to. I just wanted to pose that question. If if people don't trust the government so much, why do you still eat meat? Why do you still drink milk? And why do you still eat pizza? Why do you still eat cheese? Why do you still go? Mm, I just love it so much. But fuck the government. It's because you don't get it. <laughs> you don't have to get everything. You just you don't get it. Like, and this is what it is. Um. Well. I have a lot of heavy shit to get into. Today's a heavy, heavy day. Let's do something light. Not so light. We're going, we're going back to simulation theory. We're going back to the matrix. Um, so I have this, this theory. Um, there's one particular scene in the matrix that I think a lot of people miss, misunderstand. They miss. And I didn't get this scene until years later after watching the matrix and it's not because i'm slow i've explained this to people and they've also been like oh shit huh and i'll tell you what actually triggered this um it was watching the animatrix there's a scene in the animatrix um where they describe what happened before the earth was destroyed and people were enslaved by by robots and the matrix came about and i think that is such a good story and there's one particular image that's really gripping um and i'll and i'll kind of explain it and then i'll play the matrix scene that i that i thought was very important and then uh we'll talk a little bit about that so so in the animatrix or, or as far as the story of the matrix is, con- is concerned the idea is um technology got so advanced you know ai got really advanced and we were able to coexist with robots in a way that was so beautiful and and so advanced like machines became um, almost indistinguishable from humans like ai was so good that you can make robots that seem like a person you know like what's the remember we were talking about the simulation like what's the difference what's real and what's not they almost perfected this human experience in a machine now, of course, you know, at that point, the machines could get jobs and all this other stuff. But there was a lot of people that were uncomfortable with robots. So there's a scene in the Animatrix where they're rioting. People are rioting. They're like, no robots in my shit, in my whatever. And they're like picketing. And it got a little messy because one lady who was a robot got caught up. And I guess in this, in this situation, she got beat up. She got jumped. And I think she got shot, too. Um, by a shotgun but it was a lady it looked like a, a woman she was like no I can feel I have feelings or what was she saying she said she says I can feel and, and they're pushing her beating her up and then they like somebody shoots her in the, in the and she just decimates her but she's a, and then they're, like, they're tearing her apart and she's a robot inside and then she's like I can feel I can feel And I was like, 
that's why the robots are mad because of the news. <laughs> no, they're just they're mad because there. I believe that would happen. Like it's happened before. Like I believe that that's possible, um, for sure. But the idea is that then we just went to war with robots. Not because of that one incident, but it just it started happening more and more frequently that basically they started to look at humans like scum. We got into a war with them and, and humans thought it was a good idea to shoot the sky. Like we lit the sky on fire. I think we like burned our ozone layer so that we can like block the sun so that we can cut the solar power so that we can unplug the robots um and that shit didn't work we just all we killed all the plants and all the things died and then we had to go underground and that's where the matrix takes place like in earth and and these like squid robots are looking for the people to kill all the people and all the people are in the in this one city zion apparently where everybody ended up um and they have raves so in the midst of that robots had in like taken people enslaved them similar to cows in, in in the situation that we're talking about and lined them up in these towers and put them in gel like we they grew them essentially and used the the electricity from the people because we are electricity we're vibrations our heart is beating it's electrical current when you bring somebody back to life you juice them back up so they used the, the BTS units from the, from the people, and they, they basically charged their world. And that's why in the Matrix you see those tall towers with all the pink bubbles in them, and all these like babies and these things are in them, and they, and they feed the babies liquefied babies. They liquefy humans, feed it to people intravenously, and we are just a kind of like what we're doing to animals. But robots are not using it as like a little gourmet cheese and all my steak. It's just more like... They need it for energy, which is really more of a basic what food is. And so so what apparently this is, where we are, is the program that they've put in our brains. It's like a collective dream that we're all dreaming. And, and we're all just right now in some goop in some world somewhere being charging the alien world, uh, charging this, this robot world. And if you were to wake up, you would to be unplugged, if you will. You would come to the real world and you'd realize it's just shit. And it's just Morpheus hanging out with a bunch of people in pajamas. Running from dreaded squid-like aliens. But here's the scene that I want to show you that is important to, to understand what happened. Because when you understand that, um, you know, it's the scene where, where Neo gets unplugged. Basically, they find him in the program. They find him in the in the in the matrix, the computer matrix, because they have technology that can do that. And they're talking to him. You've seen the scenes. They're at his job. They're on his computer. They're trying to you know, kind of pushing his brain, his mind to this like this point, this keyhole point where it's like once he gets to the his brain gets to the cognition of what's really happening, they can wake him up. So. The scene where, where he takes the red pill and decides to go with him, that loosened up his brain synapses is enough for them to find out where he is in the real world and connect basically 
the audio visual power connection to the real world. So let's take a peek at this clip. so sure was real what if you were unable to wake from that dream how would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world this can't be be what be real it's going into replication hey boss it's still nothing Tank, we're going to need a signal soon. We got a fibrillation. APOC, location. Targeting almost there. He's going into arrest. Lock, I got him. Now, Tank, now. So that was an artistic representation of them essentially finding his signal in the real world, his mental pulse, finding where he is and finding out like what his brain synapses is and connecting him to the real world. So now we're going to see his first experience of him waking up in the real world. But here's what you need to note. Watch how he ends up from his little bubble pod into the Nebuchadnezzar, where all the Matrix people are.
they flushed him. They meaning the fucking robots. Meaning people must wake up all the fucking time just randomly. It's it's waking up in the matrix seems like the equivalent of of a free range chicken. Like it doesn't exist. It's like what good is the person if he's awake walking around doing shit and being he's not connected to the machine he's gonna be fucking trying to pull the shit off the whole time so they fucking just flushed him into the sewer that's what just happened and nobody explained that they flushed him nobody said anything about that was gonna happen it's just like this artistic depiction it was a very poor way to do that but they flushed him welcome to the real world That's pretty funny. So then the Nebuchadnezzar just came in and they they had a person lifting device. And then they just, just craned him up into their ship and hoisted him away in the Matrix. So I feel like if you get that, if you can understand that, then the rest of the Matrix kind of makes sense. Um, I would recommend watching the Animatrix. That really will help with the story um, and what you should be paying attention to. Um, but that was a nice little rabbit hole break um, just to kind of understand what the fuck The Matrix was about. That's a fucking thick-ass movie. Uh, let's talk about music for a second. Um, it's from our artists out there. I'm going to pose a question. Um, what do you think? And, and I want to know in the comments below your opinion, even if you're not a musician, I'm curious what you think. As an independent artist, should you be submitting to labels or not? Should you? Should you be submitting as much as possible to as many labels as possible? Should you be only submitting to the ones that you like? Should you be only submitting to the ones that you want to be on or you think are dope? Or should you just be submitting to everyone? Like, Or should you just not be submitting and should you be fo focusing on your music to get better? I'm curious. Um, I've heard all the schools of thought I know that there's a level of proactivity that you could be doing to be submitting for labels and stuff that could be good for you, but it's very possible that, you know, you should wait for labels to come to you, and if you're not that dope, it's not really going to help, so I'm curious what you think, and don't say, oh, a combination of both, you should be producing and submitting it, no, should you, you don't half-ass it, should you be hard-body submitting, or should you be, like, hard-body producing, I'm curious what you think, waiting for labels to come to you, or you to go to labels? Um, oh, also related to that, um, if you do want to submit to labels, because I'm a nice guy, go to Dime Moon. I'm going to tell you the exact website. It's uh, dimemoon.market slash tastemakers. You're, you're just going to find all of this dope stuff. Uh, you'll find a whole bunch of like labels you could submit to, and, and you'll find a whole bunch of... like. Uh, they're like sorted, you know, it's funny. They're sorted by like types of song, BPM, and then you just submit there. It's a one track only, you gotta do it through SoundCloud, but diamond.market slash tastemakers. That, if you have tracks that are ready, that's a great way to submit. I think that really answers the question of should you submit to labels um, in one way. You know, maybe you can just do it in a very easy fashion. Be smart, work smart, not hard. Um, you know so we have a little bit of time left i know i'm not going to be able to cover this all in in the last few minutes but fuck it let's try 
So I wanted to show you guys as well this video that not many people I know saw or talked about. It's the the lovely case of the Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke blurred lines incident. Um, if you're familiar, I don't know if you're familiar, but Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams made a song uh, a few years ago called Blurred Lines, and it apparently sounded a lot like Marvin Gaye's Gotta Give It Up, I believe is what they were thinking it sounded like. And from my understanding, I think as time progressed, they kind of went along with that vibe where people are like, man, it sounds a lot like Marvin Gaye. And like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and they just vibe with it and they just like run with that kind of that, that story. I'm not sure exactly what they said, you know, when they were producing or what they were thinking when they were producing. The song sounds kind of similar. It's a similar vibe. Uh, but it, but there's a video. There's actually a couple of videos. The one I'm going to show you is a truncated version. It's kind of like some important parts and kind of you know where I want to pose my next question but the idea is Marvin Gaye's estate sued Pharrell and Robin Thicke and they both went in for questioning and I'm curious what you think about their response so I'm going to play so the so Online, there exists a short bit of Robin Thicke's response. His was very short and to the point, and they didn't really ask him any questions after he answered the first couple. Um, and there's like some short clips from Pharrell, but there's a really, really long clip that's like 12 minutes long that we're not going to watch here. Um, but that clip goes really in depth. It's a it's the Pharrell deposition. I think that one is the most interesting, and I and I'm hoping that I can show you some pieces. I may not be able to show you the the twelve. I recommend you go to watch the twelve minute Pharrell one because that that gets into more of like that they grilled the shit out of that dude. Um, but what we'll watch today is a little comparison between Robin Thicke and Pharrell's, um, and and it's a little bit of an unfair comparison. But we'll watch. Tell me what you think, and and I'll explain to you why I think it's biased. Um, do you make it a habit of being dishonest when you give interviews? Um, when I do, when I give interviews, I tell whatever I want to say to help sell records. With 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 all due respect, I was uh, high and drunk every time I did an interview last year. And Mr. Thick, I, I do have to ask you um, when you when you did the interview that we just played from VH1, were you drunk and on Vicodin? I was. I, I didn't do a single interview last year without um, being high on both. Okay. So the answer to my question is yes. Yes. Were you um, drunk and on Vicodin when you did the Oprah show? Yes. Do you consider yourself an honest person? <laughs> oh <my. laughs> Yo, he said, were you high or drunk when you did your interview on the Oprah show? Holmes said, yes. Way to never, ever, 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 ever get invited back to fucking anywhere, especially Oprah's show, man. That's funny. That's comical. Who says that? Do you consider yourself an honest person? 
No. I didn't even use the Marvin Gaye thing until everyone started saying to me, hey, it's reminiscent of the Marvin Gaye song. In quotes, you'll see a statement where Mr. Thick says, quote, Pharrell, Pharrell and I were in the studio making a couple of records, and then on the third day, I told him I wanted to do something kind of like Marvin Gaye's Got to Give It Up. Did uh, he tell you that? No, sir. Okay. That Unfortunately, these questions that you're asking me refer to a portion of our business in the music industry when people come in sometimes to either co-write or when they need songs. Sometimes they embellish those stories. And so what you're hanging your hat on here is a guy that, you know, wants the world to perceive that like, you know, that song is primarily, you know, like his, 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 he had the impetus of the genesis for it. But that's not the way I work, A. B, again, I'll just highlight this to you. What you're doing is you're, you're taking excerpts from a conversation of an interview where a guy is presenting to the world that these are his songs. So he's going to say, yeah, I got such and such and such and such and such and such, but that's not the case. I'm happy to answer all these questions, but unfortunately, this is the, this is the, this is the part of it all that just makes it a little confusing for you. Ooh, Pharrell's got it down. Okay, so, what do you think? Well, first of all, <laughs> What's up with Robin Thicke, man? <clears throat> way, to, way to get legal advice. It's like, yo, just tell them you were drunk and on Vicodin on every interview, and they'll know, they can't ask you anything. Now, I don't know if you know he said that, and I don't know if you thought before that he made blurred lines or before you knew who he was or before you heard any of his songs, if you thought he was a scumbag. Personally, me, I would think that somebody could mistaken me for a scumbag or a douchebag if you see that clip. And, and I mean, when you get to legalities, it's like people can't really shake the, the real, I guess. But it did bother me a little bit when Pharrell was like, oh, you're hanging your hat on the stuff that this is like the fancy stuff. This is the stuff that we like kind of tie it up with. And if you if you watch the longer deposition, it gets way, way more into technical music shit, which I think is fantastic. But it's very interesting to watch. I really recommend. They start asking him about pentatonic scales. They start asking him about certain things. They're trying to like catch him on certain lines, and he gets uncomfortable at a certain point. He says it a lot. Um, but I would check it out. It's an ABC News clip somewhere. I'll I'll uh, put that in the link below in uh, in the. Uh, the area below but yeah what is that even fair is that like um like what the fuck is that where like robin thick taps out but pharrell like holds on is that i mean i'm not saying it's a pride thing did they get different legal advice or they choosing to just take a different route because they want to like and this is all for the for the marvin gay family to get some money off of this so they're going to be asking some really rude and tough questions um i can't find a youtube clip of the pharrell one so Excuse me, I won't be able to rip it and, and do a screen share. I, I I haven't learned how to screen share yet. If you know how to do not a screen share, but like kind of like a um, like a screenshot of a video of, of your computer, holler at me, and I'd love to talk about that and, and learn how to do that because I'm not gonna fucking Google that right now. I gotta fucking edit this this podcast. So is should we just normalize that? Is should it just be okay to be like, oh yeah, people just lie? And that's just what it is. Um, and is it okay for Robin Thicke to take that defense? Like, 
again for his business like at what point does the business part say is it like oh well it's okay for business so i'm just gonna do that i'm just gonna lie like how many people are lying or how many people are embellishing and like is marketing or is marketing for music lying a lot of the time is it and if it is why do people like like i'm not gonna ask why do people like it this just goes back to my whole idea of the healthy lifestyle of your consumption you know they had to make two versions of that music video blurred lines because they had to make a version of it where the girl's titties weren't showing <laughs> I'll wait go google it they had to make a version that was actually that they could put on TV come on man so when you think about music, I'm just I just implore you to think. Just think about what it is you're consuming, man. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to know what you think. What, is it fair that that Robin Thicke got to tap out like that? Did he do it because he was a white dude? Like, is it easier for a white dude to just be like, oh yeah, I'm an asshole? I mean, I'm not saying it is. I'm just I'm curious. Like, is you know what what uh who who else could get away with that kind of stuff? Nobody knows that that happened. And I'm not sitting here being like, bang, 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 hey, this happened, you should pay attention. But man, that's fucking funny. In the Pharrell deposition, there's a lot more like technical shit that's related to like his decision to, to produce. But what that, what that video also shows too, which is also very interesting, is Pharrell in interviews also said he got his inspiration from Marvin Gaye. And I think what they did was they ran with that story when it when it happened. And when it was like starting to sound like it, and people were like asking, oh, it sounds like Marvin Gaye. You know, what do you think? And of course, they're going to be like, yeah. He's like, I didn't copy it because he, he was on the Despicable Me interview. He's like, I didn't copy the song. I was influenced by it. You know, and then that becomes this thing. And it's like, well, how much is the influence worth? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you asked the Marvin Gaye estate. I don't know how much they made. Let's confirm that. Five million dollars. That's how much inspiration is worth. Swag. <clears throat> well, that uh, that pretty much covers most of what I wanted to cover, man. I really want to get more into ninja stuff. I'd love to offer you guys like meditation techniques. I do a lot of meditation techniques that are ninja related, and I'd love to teach you. Maybe next episode we can get into the Kujikiri. Um, that'd be pretty dope. Because uh, meditation will help you deal with the bullshit. And uh, someone wanted me to talk about... Uh, I, What is it? Ideal Utopia? Shouts to Tim for that. Uh, Tim Lowe, man. I don't think that there's an ideal utopia. You know, I've always imagined an ideal utopia is where everybody agrees on everything. But I don't know. That seems kind of boring. I feel like those conversations would be kind of one-sided. But... Mm. I don't think that, that there is an ideal utopia. I think an ideal utopia at this point is is if everybody stands behind their beliefs by boycotting. I think more people should not buy things or buy into things that they just structurally disagree with. 
Like, <clears throat> there was a. I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to. Chick fil A is a very complicated issue. Um, I know there was recently a situation where uh, somebody got really upset because their vegan friend told them, you know, why are you posting pictures of you eating Chick fil A? Um, and that person wigged out on them and was like, yo, man, you know, not everybody can be vegan, blah, 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 blah. And, and yeah, the vegan person didn't really exposit too much when they brought the issue up, but they were, the vegan was really referring to the, to the gay part of the, of the Chick-fil-A aspect. Um, and that person who was posting this Chick-fil-A stuff, promoting this brand had a bunch of gay friends. So, you know, like in America, what, what? Part of your opinion should you really stand behind and how do you show standing behind your belief what does that look like is it just a t-shirt is it what you say what you do like what what does it look like when you when you believe what you say and um and that goes anywhere from from just relationships to, to animals treatment and you know like i'm i'm not sitting here trying to convert anybody to veganism at all i'm just saying at a certain point, you got to think about what literally the fuck is happening. And and if you choose not to look at what's literally happening, then that's your choice. But you can't say that it's not you don't know or it's not somewhere for you to see because it's very clear in front of us. Um, and, and that just is what it is. I love you guys. This is a very, very, very heavy episode. I thank you for going through that with me. That was that was heavy. Um, I mean, we should end it on like a good a good note. Nah, man, these are just all fucking unpopular opinions. This just stuff has to be said. You know, is it okay or not? Yes, yes or no? I don't know. It's e- it's either one way or not. Like some things are not so black and white. Some things are. And we got to really figure out which ones of those are which. Uh, so. Yeah. Fucking basic concepts for that ass. <laughs> basic concepts, the perfect podcast for never. I love you guys. And uh, deuces. I'll see you next time. Can you say Oklahoma? Oklahoma. <laughs>